Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any feature content. Brother, before we get into today's episode, I want to invite you along to one of our free upcoming masterclasses. This is where I personally take men through our methodology, a specific step-by-step process, the system that we share here on the podcast that you hear about to help men reignite their marriages amplify their health, and boost their performance across all areas of their life. If you'd like to register and join us, simply head to risingkings.com.au forward slash masterclass. Let's get into the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. I'm your host, Michael. And of course, with me, we've got Ben Sokel, who's the founder and director of Rising Kings. Ben, what's going on, brother? How are you? Good, brother. If I can share a quick story with the listeners, because I think it's quite valid in terms of what we'll be covering today. But you know, I think a lot of guys listening, sometimes we think you know, when we're listening to others or inspired by others that nothing ever goes wrong in their world. And this past weekend, man, I, I found myself with some serious resistance. And you know, just to put into context, I've had a few setbacks over the past six months, you know, testicular cancer, bicep tears, injuries all this sort of stuff, man. And um, <laughs> the weekend rolls around on Sunday. I don't have a lot of energy on Sunday on, you know, like on a good Sunday, but, you know, took the kids out, went out with the family early in the morning. We had to get back to, um, Bodhi had this ninja warrior. It's like parkour type thing that he's into at the moment. He had this little competition on. So, mate, we're driving back to that. I could tell I was like, you know, I don't like being late for things either. And it was like, we're pushing time to get there. And it was a little bit of stress in the back of my mind. I'm like, man, I, I don't want to be late to this. You know, it's not what I do. Anyway, we get there with about three minutes to spare. And I pull up to the curb where we're about to park and pull in. He's just about to jump out. I go, hang on, hang on. Let me just see if I can hug the gutter a little bit closer. And I back back. Yeah. And then I come in closer. And, mate, I hit the gutter. And it had this metal sort of grate there and it just ripped open my tire. Like, so here we are, it's 30 degree heat. It's Sunday, you know, tired. I don't have a lot of mental capacity. You know, we're trying to get Bodhi to his sporting event. He runs up and Lily and Chosen One take him up and I'm sitting there and I've got one arm and I've got to change a tire on the Ford Ranger. And I'm like, yeah, I, I got, I lost my shit, man. Like I started heading down the path of the victim. Fucking, you know, like, what do you want from me? Why are you doing like I'm talking to the higher power here? I'm like, what Yeah. What do you fucking want, man? Like, why are you doing this to me? Like, what's how does this serve me? You know, like and I'm cursing out carry on. Beautiful chosen one comes down and supports me with some of these parts, things that I can't do. Like you need two arms and I'm about to do it. And she's like, Darling, do not do that. You will tear it again. You will and I'm like, what well, has to get fucking done? Anyway, take a good 15 minutes, man. And, you know, like I just, I worked through it and got through it, got home, you know, like dealt with it, replaced the tire, all those sorts of things. And I've been journaling on it ever since. And I realized, man, like that's where my capacity was at. And so my question to myself is like, what was such the big problem with that on Sunday? Why did you have to go into victim mode? over a tire. Why couldn't that turn into something? And this is going to sound crazy, but I actually genuinely believe it. Why couldn't that have turned into just an hour of, I get to hang with my chosen one while Bodhi's up getting ready for his competition. As we change a a tire, like, yes, it was hot and, you know, I was fasting and there's all those things that you throw in there, but it's like, 
why did it have to be such a fucking problem? Why did it have to be such an issue? And I've been reflecting on it, man. And it's like, why am I still holding tight in some of these areas? And it dawned on me. Yeah, just it dawned on me. It's like the work is there for this. Like it shows you. And this is this is what I want to share with the listeners is like, we still go through these cycles. There will still be a level that you will hit where you will lose your shit. But then you've got two choices. You either let that thing define you and go, well, fuck, man, you know, like a fucking tire. Of course, I'm going to be pissed off and shitty. If that's just how it is. And fuck it. Or use it as an opportunity to go, what are you doing with this? What's the lesson here? And what I've learned is like, man, I'm taking some of this stuff too serious. Like it's Bodhi's at a competition. I got to go up and see him do his his competition. So, you know, like I put every, I just left everything, ran up, watched him do his thing, came back, but it didn't need the fucking resistance. It didn't need me carrying on like a victim in that moment. And I think that's, there's massive opportunity and growth there. And I think, you know, like it was the universe delivering me saying, hey man, here's your slap. You think you fucking, you know, you're all calm and collected and all this. It's like, here, I'm going to throw a couple of things in here, man, and show you where you're not free right now. I think that's a perfect share, right? Because over the weekend, I lost my shit as well, right? And that's the one thing that I think for me is very important is, and this is something that, you know, the reason why we have so many supporters throughout the world is because we are authentic. We keep it very real. Yeah. And we've always kept it real. And I know that for me, it's like, you know, I've been sort of working on myself for two years, almost three, and I'm not perfect. I'm far from it. And so over the weekend, I think it was Thursday night, I lost my shit. And, you know, you and I had a conversation yesterday and it was like one of these things that like really sort of hit me. It's like, okay, why is this happening? I thought things were going great. And all of us and I fall back. You know, the trigger for me that what really set me off was, Similar to yours, right? It was my youngest's birthday party or birthday on Thursday. So we went out for dinner. Before dinner, I was like, hey, let me go get a haircut. You know, while you guys think about what restaurant you guys want to eat at. So they dropped me off at, you know, to go get my haircut and they go park the car. Get my haircut, meet them. Oh, we want to eat dinner here. Cool. Let's go have dinner. So we have dinner, walk around the mall, you know, buy my younger one, whatever she had wanted. And we get back to the car and the car is dead. Absolutely dead. I go, why is the car dead? I I don't know. I go ask, look for a security guard. Go, hey, do you guys have a jumper cable? You know, maybe you guys can help me out. She goes, oh, yeah. So we saw that your lights, you know, your headlights were on. There was lights in the car that was on. That was about three or four hours. I go, well, now it makes sense why the car is dead. Telling you, this is Thursday night at about 1030 at night. I go, who am I going to call now to either replace the battery or find a jumper cable? Any of the cars that come through, I go, you know, try to stop the driver. Hey, do you have a jumper cable? Well, unfortunately, we don't. We started calling friends. They didn't have jumper cables or one had an emergency and couldn't help us. So here I am. Luckily, one of the wives was like, hey, you know, this battery service has a service where they can, you know, take a battery out to you. Great. Call. Don't have any other options. Now it's like 12, 1, 30 o'clock at night. Cost me double than what it normally would. We get home. The house is a mess. And I just lose it. Absolutely lose it. And I'm talking... Things were flying, right? And I'm not normally like this, right? The girls are upstairs. You know, she's getting, uh, you know, the kids ready for bed and stuff like that. And I'm downstairs just absolutely losing my shit. Having a little hissy fit. Oh, it wasn't little. <laughs> the tanty. It wasn't little. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like, afterwards, like, you know, her, like, I can, you know, have a conversation. She was not apologetic at all. And at this point, you know, I knew what resentment was. But I really didn't know what resentment was until at that point. 
So I guess my question to you is like, you know, throughout Rising Kings, you've worked with hundreds of guys throughout the years. You, with your story that you had just shared now, right? You had gone back and sort of had your moment as well over the weekend. I bet a bunch of other men, you know, we can take a poll. How many of you, you know, send us an email. Let us know, you know, how many of you guys. <laughs> You're number one Tanty in the last 90 days. Exactly, right? And I'm assuming there's probably guys out there that had their moments in the last few weeks, right? Of course. Is it common? Yeah. If someone comes to me and says, I've never lost my shit, I'm like, well, dude, you're really not stepping outside and testing your world. Like deep down, we like there's a lot that doesn't go to plan. Especially when man, you throw your kids in the mix, like it's a whole nother it's a whole nother ball game, right? Like there's a level of responsibility and chaos and uncertainty that comes with it. And it brews and it adds up. And these things start to, you know, layer on top of one another when we don't have the right tools and resources and strategies to that will not dismiss them, but to actually work through them. And so it's very common. And like I said, man, I've been in the work for over 10 years. It's rare for me to like, when I say lose my shit, like it wasn't at anyone. It was, it was at me. It was my thing. It was just played. I just fell into victim mode in that moment for about 10 or 15 minutes. Just question, you know, it's like, why are you doing this to me? What do you actually want from me? What am I learning from this? How is this whinge, 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 whinge through it? Yeah. You know, swearing, cursing under my breath. You know, no one was around. Chosen one came down. She could see. She just wanted to support. And yes, can you do that? And you know, and if there's a part of me that also too, as a man, you like, I'm like, fuck, man, I can't even change my own car tire <laughs> as a 44 year old because I've got this arm and I just I really want to use it to do it. And that's the ego and all these sorts of things. So, man, look, it's very common, and it's it's a real piece of it. What we've got to be able to do is how quickly can we catch it, and how quickly can we learn from it and work through it so that we build our capacity off the back of it? So what I look at is I go, hey, man, if we went back to that scenario on Sunday for myself and I went through it now based on what I've done through my reflection, I believe I would handle it differently because I'm like, of course this is happening. (laughs) That's part of the life, man. That's part of the joke. Why can't you laugh at this right now? Like What I'm getting at here, man, is like, And the same with the situation as well is what we've got to look at as men is we can do everything one of two ways. There's the resistant path. Fuck this. Why'd you leave the lights on? You know, like, fuck, we wouldn't have a flat battery right now. And it's fucking 11 o'clock at night. And how am I going to fix this? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, oh, it's just, it's just heavy. And then we get the car fixed. All right, everyone get in the car. Let's just get home. And you get home. It's a mess. Oh my God, the fucking house is a mess. You know, like, oh, geez. Yeah, it's just, we're just operating with heavy resistance versus the lighter path. Fuck, left the lights on. Okay, darling, you know, let's have a conversation about this later about, you know, like cars, how do we stop this from happening again? It is what it is. Hey man, we'll go source a battery. Let's figure out that. Can we work together? Yeah, you call these people, I'll call these people. Yeah, got a battery. Cool, get home. House is a mess. (laughs) Of course it's a mess. You know, we've got two kids. That's cool. How much of this can we get cleaned up right now? Yeah, let you go put the girls in the bath. I'll start cleaning this stuff up. And, you know, that's just, that's it. Now, I get it. That sounds really fucking simple. What we've got to be able to do, man, is you've got to be able to build the capacity to start operating through that type of living, the resistance-free living. So, you know, you've got to think about it. Those situations are going to occur. Like, that's just fucking life, man. Right. For me, like when that whole car incident thing happened, I was like, cool. It is what it is. 
right? Like there's nothing we could do about it, right? There's nothing else that we could absolutely do. We've tried everything that we can. Let's just take care of it and get, you know, the girls, you know, home. They're tired. We're all tired. We're all sleepy, whatever the case may be. But for me, it's been something that has been building up. And when I talk to a lot of guys, this is something that I know like they go through as well, right? Because you have all of these pressures that are coming in from every single direction, right? Pressures at work, pressures, you know, from the partner, pressures from the kids. And more importantly, I think the bigger piece is really pressure on yourself that we tend to put on ourselves because I'm the man, I'm the provider, I'm the dad. I have to be there for everybody. And the one thing that I noticed for me is I haven't been able to have that outlet that I would typically run to in the past, right? I haven't been on my bike. I haven't had a chance to go to, you know, the range where I can at least sweat it out and do something. So for me, like the past few weeks, it's been something that has been brewing. You said earlier that this is something that's common. Let me ask you this, right? I know there's a lot of guys out there that are listening where things are brewing inside of them right now, just like how I was, you know, for the past few weeks. What can they do and what can I do? Because I know that this is something that's probably going to happen again in the future. Hopefully not anytime soon. Hopefully maybe next year or at least six months from now. But like these things that are brewing inside, what can I do to be able to, you know, cool myself off or at least recognize it or nip it in the butt earlier rather than all of a sudden just blowing up like I did over the weekend? Honestly, like this is all about having the right system in place for yourself. And there's, you mentioned there before, you know, going to the golf range, going for a drive, whatever it is. Yes. Those things definitely help, like exercise, all those bits and pieces, right? But it's, it's only like 5% of the piece that helps. The stuff that you've really got to look at, man, is like, you know, this is the deeper work. This is the stuff that most avoid because they're like, oh, well, I don't fucking need that. I don't need journaling. I don't need meditation. I don't need these types of tools in my world. I just exercise. I just go and fucking just, I go to boxing and I get it all out or I go to CrossFit and get it all out and then I feel good. But like we talked about before we came on here is like, that's great in terms of cooling off. I think you use the term, right? It's like, well, what can we do to cool off? My way of looking at the world is like, how do I not get hot? Then I don't need these cool off tactics, you know, and exercise is like the good thing. The other cool offs is that, you know, it's alcohol, it's porn, it's, you know, it's drugs, it's, you know, smoking a cigarette, it's, you know, all that's when it's stressed, you know, like getting on those sorts of things. We've got to look at how do I not get so hot all the time in these situations and build out what we call a capacity. And that's the work, man. That's, you know, like I said, I've spent since Sunday, journaled my ass off to go, what's underneath it, brother? Like, what are you so frustrated about? You just had to replace a tire. What's the thing? And it was like, in my world at that time, I'm like, oh, I was in a rush, you know, like I felt I had to get home or get this thing done. It's my Sunday. It's my time off. You know, like I'm spending my time off changing a time. It's like, whoa, 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 what's, what's this whole time off thing? You know, it's like, I got to get underneath that so that my weekends aren't treated like, whoa, shit, man, if something doesn't go to plan on my weekend, I'm going to snap. So the tools I'm getting at here is, yes, there are things like exercise, training, all those bits and pieces, like you said, go for a drive, but not but. And you need to add to that. You need to have a very clear set of routines that help you unpack this. My best tool to my go-to is journaling, brother. Journaling, it for me, is like your pen is the sword and the paper is the shield. And it's like, I'm digging in on a serious conversation with myself because I want to get underneath what am I actually shitty about now? Why am I not happy, joyous, fulfilled with everything that I have in my world? So like, do you feel like for you, 
that journaling helps really sort of decrease, you know, from your having your cup full and, and having your capacity sort of overflow? 100%. Okay. You add that with meditation consistently, like I'm talking consistency, it's an everyday tool. Yeah. Right? As part of your system, as part of your operating performance system. It's an everyday thing. 100%, man. This is what not only removes stuff out of the cup, it expands the cup. This is why I have a very high capacity compared to where I was a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. I just found my limitation on Sunday. And it all, get, here's the crazy part, man. It still all adds up to, like I said, like I found myself going, what do you want from me? When's enough enough? And then I'm digging in, it's going, well, what's that really about? It's like, oh, you know, like testicular cancer last year. I was like, I thought we worked through that. <laughs> but clearly there's some, you know, stuff still sitting underneath. Oh, I tear my biceps just after I get back into health and training. And it's, it's like, oh, you know, it's like all these things have still added up that I haven't cleared my path on yet. And so Sunday gave me the slap. It showed me, hey man, here's your capacity. You've still got resentment around these things. Are we moving through it or you want to keep carrying it around? I feel I've moved through it. Like I'm a very different person today than what I was leading up to Sunday. And I feel better. I feel lighter. I feel you know, I've got a lot more clarity and capacity to take on the challenges that the world keeps throwing. You said, you know, the word sort of resentment there. Now, for me, and this is something that I know, you know, with a lot of guys that I speak with, you know, as a guy, it's a lot of guys will tend to sort of have, you know, a bit of, you know, resentment towards the family. And it's resentment because, you know, they're there for everybody else. They're doing all of these things for everybody else, but they never really have an opportunity to sort of do something for themselves. And for me, like, that's something that I think what really set me off was I was really just kind of, you know, all of this sort of resentment was really beginning to build up in my system. With that, like, what do you think I should do? Or how do you think I should approach things to really not feel that way towards the family? What are we resenting in those moments? Like, what's the actual piece? So for me, like, the piece was like, you know, there were so many things that were happening. Birthday parties for the kids and the kids need this and, the, you know, the partner needs that and the work needs this. And it's like, okay, I'm being stretched. Right. And it's like, when am I going to have time for myself? And when I do have time for myself, right, like I played golf, I think it was about two or three weeks ago. It was like I was getting bombarded with phone calls like, hey, where are you? Why are you taking so long? This, this and that. And I'm going to myself like, OK, like I'm finally having a moment, you know, for myself. Why is it such a big deal that all of a sudden, like, like I'm doing something wrong? Like, really? Like, why can I not have this moment for me? Do you think you're doing something wrong? When I was playing golf? Hell no. Absolutely not. Why did it upset you then? Because if there wasn't an element of truth in your own world, if you're like, hey, I'm doing nothing wrong here. Yeah. Yeah, Dali, I'll, I'll be home in two, three hours. Well, that's not enough. I know. I'll see you in three hours. Like, but the truth is underneath, we think, fuck, maybe this isn't the best thing I should be doing right now. So there is a little bit of guilt. There is a little bit of stuff that's our own piece in it, right? And then on top of that is, man, a lot of us have really high fucking expectations. You, we, me, listeners, we are expecting things to play out a certain way. Definitely. The truth is 90% of the time, it does not. And so we have to understand what am I expecting here? Why am I expecting that? And how am I going to respond when that expectation 
doesn't come to reality. And so, you know, if we go back to our conversation yesterday when we did some work together, right? Some coaching. What did you do after? What was the piece that we said to do after? To go journal. And right after the conversation, I did. And how did you feel after you journaled through it? I felt good, but I also at the same time, it's like, you know, I think I only journaled for maybe about 45 minutes. It felt better to be able to just release whatever thoughts I was feeling. But also at the same time, I felt like, okay, like, is this actually going to solve the issues that we're going through now? Afterwards, you know, me and my partner had a conversation and it was better. Wasn't, didn't really resolve like everything, right? But it was better. I felt like at least the ball moved a little bit. To progress. Yeah. Hopefully it moves in the right direction and all of that stuff. But it's, did it 100% solve everything? No. But again, like there is a bit of progress there. I'm not saying you go and journal, oh man, I just fucking lost, I just journal once and I mean, I'm all good. It's consistency. You got to keep digging in. Like you said, you felt 1%, 5%, whatever it was in terms of progress. Great. What did I say? You do it every fucking day, man. You got to come back to it. Because one of the things is that we, a lot of us struggle with is we don't actually have clarity. We're not very clear on what it is we're fighting about, why we're fighting all the time, why we're disconnected, why I lose my shit. Like We've got to actually get in underneath that and actually understand what's at the root cause. Because if you don't solve the root cause, you just continually run through these cycles like we talked about. Get hot, cool yourself off. Get hot, cool yourself off. Get hot, cool yourself off. And we run through those complete cycles until... Shit really hits the fan and one of our loved ones or partner or wife decides, fuck, I've had enough of this shit and I'm out. And then it's like, oh, shit, yeah, like, fuck, you can't really cool off from that. It's broken. So we've got to invest time into these pieces because the biggest thing I see, man, like I mentioned before, is a lot of us are expecting a certain outcome, but we're not even fucking clear on why that outcome matters, right? And we're not doing the work. Like, we're really not investing the time, effort, and energy into ourselves. Now, granted, going and spending six hours playing golf to cool off, fantastic. But how much time was done in the previous week or 90 days leading up to that on the actual inner work? Like 45 minutes a day to actually like get clear on what's, what's underneath this, man. What's missing? What am I desiring here? What do I want from my relationship? What do I want from my marriage? How do I want to be seen as a father? How do I want to be seen as a husband? What should my behaviors be? You know, what are my habits, traits, characteristics that are going to enable me to have the capacity to be able to deal with the responsibilities of being a father, the responsibilities of being a husband, so that when shit hits the fan, I don't fucking lose it and break down because it's just too much. Now, here's one thing I have to say. After our conversation yesterday, the one thing I have, you know, and I don't know if I made it clear, but I was very thankful that you and I had that conversation yesterday because unlike most guys, some guys out there, they probably don't have you know, a buddy, a mate, a friend to really have that kind of a conversation. I would say prior to, you know, working with Rising Kings, I didn't have that. I would have probably just lost my shit and walked away, you know, took off in a car and somewhere, you know, maybe would have realistically with what happened over the weekend, would have probably, you know, grab a bottle and started drinking something. So for the guys that really don't have a group of friends or even just one friend to be able to have these real conversations with, what do they do? You got to go and fi- find it. That's really at the heart of Rising Kings, man. It's why we exist. It's the network. It's the tribe. It's the movement of these men, the brotherhood for this exact conversation we're having today. It's because when things are going well, 
we're not all sitting around saying, oh man, I fucking crushed it this way. What we're looking at is like, where are the areas for improvement? Where are the blind spots? And the thing is with mates, you know, I'm not dissing it. Like I'm sure some guys have good friends and all that, but you need to have someone who will call you out on your fucking bullshit. And the conversation we had yesterday was being able to navigate that where it's like, man, this is nothing to do with chosen one or anything. Like this is a conversation you need to have with yourself first. You got to get clear on this before you start fucking tackling that. That's a confronting conversation that mates don't really want to have. They're like, well, fucking, nah, man, you're doing all right. Fuck her. Fuck them. Fuck da, da, da. You just fucking, you know, you should just get your shit together and tell them to fuck you're in charge. It's like, that doesn't help anyone. We got to have the hard fucking tough love conversation in order to improve ourselves. So like you're saying there before, man, if you don't have that network, you got to go and get it. Rising Kings is exactly that. Like we bring men into this work. So everything we've discussed about on this podcast today is the work. We are building men to build out their capacity to get more clarity, right? And to increase their connection with their loved ones that as a sum, like when you add all these things up, we are able to move through life with less resistance. And that's why it's called the system. It's a specific system we put in place. And to top it off, you got to be surrounded by the right people. Because the truth is, man, hey, here's a bunch of videos. Here's the workbook. Here's how you go and do and put your life together. The truth is, man, after a week trying to fucking work this shit out and put it together and challenges are still hitting and shit hits the fan, we just quit. No, it's too hard. No, fuck it. You know, I'll just go back to the comfortable pain I've been living in. You have to have the right group of people that are going to hold you accountable to doing the work consistently over and over and over again. If you're missing any one of those parts, you're in for a very long haul to try and get to where it is you're going. That's Ben Salkeld, and I'm Michael. And this has been another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. Stay strong. So brother, thanks for tuning into this week's podcast. I hope you got a lot of value out of it. If you want to know more about Rising Kings, the methodology, the system, and how we do it, I highly recommend you register for one of our upcoming Rising Kings masterclasses. You can do this by heading to risingkings.com.au forward slash masterclass. 